There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the ID ten T podcast number ten thirty-nine. The Wizard Guitar Tour. My stand-up tour for 2020. It's 2020 now. Guys, we're living in the future. And also in the future is the Wizard Guitar Tour, which is going to a lot of places this year. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Sacramento, Brea, Portland, Boston, Denver, Bloomington, Indiana, Minneapolis, Austin, Texas, Cleveland, Nashville, Palm Beach, Florida, Miami, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Phoenix, Arizona, and more. So uh, if you go to id10t.com slash tour, you can get ticket links for that. I would love to see you. Uh, the first dates are at the Columbus, Ohio Funny Bone in January, and at the end of January, Helium in Philly. So come on out and see the wizard guitar, my amazing guitar that was painted by my friend Bunny Reese, who's an amazing artist, and you should follow her on Instagram, Bunny Love Rocks, L-U-V. And uh, hopefully we'll see you out there one of these uh, fun dates. But now let's talk about you and the community corkboard for ID10T. Like Dennis, who writes, I created a thing. He says, I actually created it 10 years ago. I'm a wedding photographer based in New Jersey, Dennis Pike Photography. I love what I do. I do weddings. I love love. I love taking amazing photos of people in love. And the best part about my job is the people I get to work with. I especially love weddings where a couple does things that is right for them and not because it's tradition. Have your wedding. I would love to shoot more wedding of the nerd and fan community a special offer anyone who mentions id10t when contacting me will get 10 percent off everything i will travel literally anywhere in the world seriously try me and of course i am lgbtq friendly you can go to at dennis pike photo on instagram or dennis pike photo.com or facebook.com slash dennis pike photography dennis pike i love that you love what you do and capturing love it's important. We had a we had a great, super fun wedding that I feel like um, was rooted in some traditional stuff, but definitely had the filter of all the stuff we love. I highly recommend it. So uh, thank you, Dennis, for being a part of that. Events at ID10T. I mean, actually, Dennis, that sounded like I was saying you were a part of our wedding. Thank you for being part of making good wedding memories for other people. Uh, and I'm sorry we didn't know you back then. Hey, sweetheart, should we get remarried so Dennis could take pictures of our wedding? She nodded yes. I guess we'll do another wedding at some point again in the future. What? We'll renew the vows. Just for Dennis. <laughs> Keeping it alive for Dennis Pike. All right, this episode is Leanne and Steve Ford, and I was very excited to have them on because I am a huge fan. You know, we watch a lot. Here, here's what we watch in our house. Um, a lot. I mean, these are the channels that we'll just leave on. Investigation Discovery. Uh now the travel channel because Lydia likes to leave the ghost shows on, mm. and uh, and HGTV, tons of HGTV. As you know, 
We are amateur home restorers. And there's a show on HGTV, which you haven't seen yet. If you haven't seen it yet, it's called Restored by the Fords. And I absolutely love it. Leanne and Steve Ford are brother and sister. And they restore houses. Like, they they bring back the kind of historical element that the, that whatever these particular properties want to to have. Uh, and I love that they preserve the history in that way. And I was super psyched they want to come on. And also, they turned out to be the coolest, funniest people. So Leanne and Steve Ford, Restored by the Fords, is their HGTV show. And they have a new book out called Work in Progress, Unconventional Thoughts on Designing an Extraordinary Life. And it's available wherever books are sold. But um, yeah, we clicked like immediately. And uh, now we're friends. Now we like hang out and stuff. We're going to hang out and stuff. So I, uh, I was so happy to have them on. Um, whether or not you like or understand home restoration, there's so there's a, we're, we're laughing a ton and doing lots of bits in this episode, but also there's some good, uh, um, wisdom nuggets in there as well. Actually, when I listened back, I actually wrote a bunch down that, uh, Leanne had some really good ones and Steve too. So here we go. This is the ID10T podcast number 1039 with Leanne and Steve Ford. Initiating ID10T protocol. I don't know that you should move their system. You can move anything you want, Steve. You can get as comfortable as you want. Because <laughs> because the, the room is tight. This room didn't exist before. It was just a cavity under the house, and so I had them jackhammer through. You're like, like, there is a podcast room. In there it is. Somewhere. There's so, it's solid concrete. It's just like the yeah. ceiling. It's just like that's every that's everything Great that's, ceiling. that's in here. Yeah. Um, How, why'd you pick this room of all the rooms you have? <laughs> <laughs> because I thought it would like it just would feel intimate and contained and the thing with the podcast is that if a room is too big it's echoey yeah. and then you have to like ins- you have to really sound insulate the shit out of it and so I just thought oh this feels like okay. it just feels like a little cave yeah and there's usually only one person on at a time, and so it's not, you know, like, so I apologize, I apologize that space is a little bit limited. Just for people listening, I, I drag Leanne and Steve all over the property to, like, and then we did this, and then we did this, and... Um, we like it. We always want the tour. And we want the tour to continue when we're done. I know, but it's like that, because I'm a huge fan of your show, but that must be now, everywhere you go, people are like... <laughs> What should I do yeah. in my... I have a nook, yeah. you know. And you're like, well, I don't know. The worst part is, though, I my brain, as soon as you show me something, a picture or, for us, you know, going in that bathroom, I'm now designing it in my brain. Of course. You know, there's no turning back. I'm like, don't... I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Stop it. Yeah. Your brain doesn't know when the clock is... When no. you're not on the no. clock. Like, I tell friends, I'm like, you cannot show me the house you might buy. Like, <laughs> when it's, when you purchase it, I will look at it. And, and I, I think to myself, it. how many walls is Leanne taking out right now in her head? Or <laughs> attic. Or attic. There I'm like, go. for the record, I don't only take out walls. Sometimes you Sometimes add walls. Sometimes you add walls, yes. But, uh, you know, my, my, my wife and I are, are amateur restoration 
hobbyists. Not, yeah, but not amateur. We we saw upstairs. Well, no, but I but it's but it's one of the reasons why you have one of my favorite shows is because you so much I feel like of what most people will do to a property is try to modernize it or they will, you know, like just blow everything out and just have it be open concept, which yeah. to a degree is fine, but you really honor the spaces that yeah. you and you you bring them back to life and that is my that's my favorite thing to watch. Well it's very important to me. These these places, I mean, everywhere, but especially for our hometown of Pittsburgh, there's so much history there and these places are cool. And you know, the owners bought this home for a reason. They thought something was quirky or they liked something about it. So we go in and I try to find whatever we can keep. Like, that's right. the first design method is like, all right, what can we keep? What's special? What's unique? And then go from there. Because at the end of the day, you have to live there. It's 2000 whatever. You know, you need modern amenities. But still, it doesn't mean you need to destroy everything. Right. So it's not a precious restoration, but it is a... It's a kind restoration. Yeah, and it, and also it's you know it's also it, just from a just a humanity aspect. You're sort of preserving a story that when my wife first came to L.A. probably I don't know six or seven years ago, there was a house on the market somewhere in the Hollywood Hills, and I think Ginger Rogers lived there. And she said it was the most charming, beautiful. But she said I wasn't ready to buy a house yet. And then a few years later, it came on the market again, and she went back, and she said she went in and cried because yeah. they blew everything out and yeah. put in, like, marble. And she was like, <gasps> you know, like, don't don't buy an old house if you want a modern house. Well, that's <laughs> the worst part, is I feel a duty to save them. You have homes. to save them, yes. I know, but in, and then when you're doing that yourself, it's rather exhausting. So we appreciate that we have clients that are doing that. Yeah. You know, they I like our clients because they bought that house on purpose. Like right. they thought it was weird and interesting and they weren't scared of it. So right. we automatically connect about that. But my problem is I get very emotionally attached to homes and have to save them. Of course. And it gets very expensive. Well, the one thing we run into a lot, it's amazing. A lot of these older homes, I think probably in the fifties, they shrunk the ceilings down and the windows and they try to make them more efficient. Mm -hmm. So we go in to do renovations. And all of a sudden we find new windows that were behind walls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, we're like, they shrunk the house, and we get to make it bigger just by finding out in demo. Drop ceiling. And then it just evolves. People love drop ceilings. It, and because it, I can understand why, you know, listen, in the in the 50s or the 60s when that aesthetic took over and these types of older homes, particularly like Victorian homes or just old craftsmen or whatever, people were like, yeah, it's, all, it's old and gross. Right. Let's mm. just... Paint everything white and put down linoleum. Linoleum's a fun new thing that right. we have, and but uh, but ultimately, like almost ruining everything in the process because they just didn't care. Totally. Yes, but I mean, what are we putting in that in ten years? We're like, what were we thinking? You That's know? why this. The, I think this classic, the, like the restoration, like classic um, homes, classic architecture, will, I, to me, will always be in style yeah. because it has survived and again it tells a story and it's and it's not I know it there's a little bit of trend with it right now but it's not trendy yeah. in the same way that you know you drive around particularly LA and they're put up all these glass box buildings and they're like these are going to look dumb and they look dumb now but they're going to look real dumb in like yeah, 10 they years. Yeah, they look 80s or something. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. By the way 80s is coming back so no offense to 80s and like it's after 70s that's how it has to go. But that's also why I love to use white paint and is 
it's so timeless. So, mm-hmm. you know, as things change and go, if you see a white room or naturals or, you know, it never goes out of style. Right. So I do like that. Um, and that's kind of important to me. It's not fail-proof like, uh, or I, I'd say it's fail-proof, but it's not always. There's certain times when color's more fun or the clients love color or the house, you know, let, tends to kind of lean towards it. And then you just have to kind of know, like, Actually, your house is a great example. If this place was all white, it'd be boring. Like it, it, it needed all that fun wallpaper and pattern. And, sure, you know. So it's just about kind of letting the house tell you what to do. Yeah, that's that's a perfect way to put it too. But then also not going crazy because my wife said something that I thought was so insightful, which is, you know, all of our furniture is antique, so it all we know where all of it came from, and. Um, and so sometimes, like, our house is a Spanish house, and I'll go, I don't know if we should put this thing in here because it's not really of the house. And she goes, no, 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 no. It You put in what you like, yeah. and that's the connective yeah. tissue. It yes. doesn't all have to be, you know, Spanish colonial furniture. Yeah. Wise woman. It, yeah, and, she, and she's exactly right. And it's mm-hmm. like, but finding the balance also of not going too far in one direction so it doesn't feel like a... Like a, I don't know, like you're in a, a museum or a showcase house. Or a catalog. Or a catalog, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I really believe that fully. It's if you put a bunch of pieces you love in your home, you will love your home. And I think that's our kind of biggest thing that I've loved doing for the show, but also in real life, is the more people that love their space, the better the planet is. I mean, it's, you know, if you love your home, you leave your home happier. If there's more people having the community, it, it goes forward and forward and forward. So as easy as having a pretty space that you're happy with, I mean, it's like, I don't do this very well. It's like making your bed, you know, these little things that make you feel better at home yeah, are such a big deal. So we try to kind of bestow wisdom as much as possible. Like Steve and I can't come to everyone's house, which... We're so tired. We don't want to, you know. But but we can. You can steal our steal our ideas. You know, sure. like on my website um, on liamford.com, I try to give away as many sources and tips and everything as possible because I'm like, it's I don't. It doesn't have to be a secret, right? Take it. That's great, and it shows that you actually care about what you're doing. I mean, this. How did how did HGTV find you? What were you were were did you have was like obviously you had a design business obviously you were I mean was... kind of <laughs> I mean no no really well the okay so I fixed up this old one room schoolhouse in Pittsburgh um my first house I ever bought and it was um this it was already a house but it was not hadn't been touched maybe since the 50s mm-hmm. and so we fixed it up Steve helped me fix this place up well our friend uh, this guy Peter Barbie from Among Savages is his band. He told his buddy, just this random friend, what we were doing. His buddy was casting for HGTV shows. I mean, it's like friends of friends, right? It's all about the over beers conversations. Sure. So um, they called and I talked to them for, honestly, years before it happened. And one time they kept on being like, "We, what are you doing? Oh, your style's too cool. Never mind. Like, they come back and forth. They're like, hey, can we, never mind. You're too, like, you're wearing a fur coat or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And I and wasn't even a part of the picture. Steve was point. not, Steve was just <laughs> my what, big brother. What, what were you doing at that point? I was just, whatever came what to What were mind. you doing, Steve? Kayaking? What year was that? <laughs> I mean, I've been through so many different career paths. It's been wild, but like, 
construction has always been a mainstay. Like whenever I ran out of money, I just started up in construction again. Yep. So, you know, I tried different career paths over and over and over. So, so I told them, Hey, I work with my big brother. If you're interested in that. And they're like, Ooh, okay. We'll call you back. That's a good hook. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Genius. So, um, there is a career path where I lived on Leanne's couch and learned to surf <laughs> and ended up framing houses down in Long Beach for two years. So oh, that's cool. It was like, I mean, is that a career path? That was my career path at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but so they said, yeah. So then we did a pilot and they're like, okay, just do it um, how you normally would do it. I'm like, we didn't, we don't normally do this. You know, <laughs> we had fixed up two houses. Steve had helped me on both of these homes. And um, now, all of a sudden, we were a company, you know, and Steve's a general contractor, and I'm an interior designer, and it was totally winging it. Oh, wow. It was all about, I always say, I'm like, say yes until you get to say no. So we, <laughs> we made it up as we went along, and literally, like, still making it up as we go along. That's really, inc- that's a really incredible, because it, it also... It also kind of lends itself to sort of what you were saying of just like, well, just kind of going along and seeing whatever happens and being open to possibilities. And uh, and now, I mean, it must be so mind-blowing to you that people are like, these pillars of the design build community, <laughs> these experts. And you're like... Right, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Hold on, let me Google it. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's a what it's been fun to kind of see people getting and appreciating our style and aesthetic because there's a lot of us. There's a lot of people that like cool, interesting design mm-hmm. that it's not precious, that it's fun and it's easy and it's easygoing. Yeah. I mean, I just think that there wasn't necessarily uh, enough voices about it yet. So we're just kind of. There's just, we're just part of the gang. We just like cool things, too. You yeah. Know? It's been really fun. I mean, HGTV is such an awesome platform, and it's been really fun to do it w- with them, you know? It is one of, the, like, the last... It is one of the remaining, like, destination cable channels that people will actually go... I mean, I do it. I just You just turn it on at, like... Yeah. When I'm traveling, if I'm in a hotel, just turn it on in the morning and just leave it on. And You don't you get know. stressed out watching it? Well, it the thing the, the great thing about it is that it's it's like low stakes drama. Yeah, totally. Where you're like, totally. you know, where it's going to commercial. Uh oh. Yeah. What's that? There's a pipe in here, <laughs> and then you. He's think, actually quoting you, Steve. And then you and then you you're like, commercial. You're like, oh my god, is this, is this pipe going <laughs> to undo yeah. every dream? And they come back and they're like, oh yeah, we just routed around, and it's like you instantly solved. Right. It's right. like the call where they go, hi, um, and they're on speakerphone. We, you know, so we found this pipe and. <laughs> probably something you're going to do. It's going to put you $1,500 over budget and then there's a pause and the dramatic music and they're like, okay. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. That, wow. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. Crisis averted. Like, it's all okay now. They just routed around the three thing. commercial. It was yeah. all done. Three, in three minutes, yeah. they solved this whole... Like, Meanwhile, Steve's actually crying in the corner. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. I know. It's, we always are like, well, we aren't on real world. Like, maybe that ages us, but we're like, we're not on real world where you kind of, the personalities of like actually fighting and, you know, being right. mad at each other. Like, Steve and I have probably got into it maybe 
maybe really only two or three times with the camera around, and they thankfully edited it very well. Oh, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell we were mad. <laughs> Lanza made me cry on TV a few times. I mean, just once or twice. Just once or twice. Well, you cry from happiness, too, so it's easy to so, make you cry. To be fair, yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of <laughs> types of tears. It's just an exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How many shows are you doing simultaneously? Like, how many? I mean... Season two, we did 16. We were pretty much working on 16 projects at once. It, all in the same city? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's so, like design and In Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's all Pittsburgh. All so it's like the you your design, you start one, and then you start, you build, and then you're building, and then you're installing, and like, yay, we just finished, we revealed it, and now we have to drive to the next location to start the next one. And like, to be demoing. Everything yeah. starts a week after. It's a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. And then, you know, these projects that would take two years we're doing in two months. Jesus. And then we stopped to film. You know, like, I always am like, we have three, like, three careers. It's like, oh, we are, I'm designer. I'm a contractor. I am a stylist and hair and makeup artist in my car, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I have to be an on-air personality. Yep. To write the, write the I script. Walk down on. Yeah. What do you do, Steve? Just follow you around. <laughs> <laughs> What are you working on during this? <laughs> but it, it's the, the interesting thing with, you know, construction and contracting is it's so amazing to me that it's not simpler than it is in oh. the sense that I, I have a really great guy now. I have a, a guy, he's amazing and he's great and he's efficient and he shows up and his, he's not, you know, a, a oppressively expensive. But it is You're funny that exactly because people come in. And it always blows my mind when they. It's always the, uh, oh, why this? Why why do they do this? I don't know. I'm not you know, contract. I don't. Yeah. Didn't, I'm not an electrician. Well, this is too close to this, and I don't know why the last person. Well, can you fix it? Yeah. I mean, uh, sure, I guess. And then someone else come in. Why did that guy do that? I don't yeah. know. He said the last guy fucked. I have I, no idea. I know it's all about the last person. But you 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 would assume like isn't this standardized? Like is there? You know what? And that's the thing is we try to do our best <laughs> for our clients, but you know it's like a house is a moving thing. A house is a living, breathing thing. Yeah. Right. So just like how we have to cut our nails and our hair and stuff. <laughs> These houses are never ending. Mm -hmm. You know, the project is never, ever ending. Yeah, and especially when you, especially when you're working with old houses. Yeah, you just don't like forty percent of the picture is what you can see, and yes. the rest of it is like when you open up those walls. Not yes. even who who knows. Man gets upset all the time because it's like we open up a wall and all of a sudden there goes the budget on that, and she had this bigger idea of how we were going to use that money. Right. And we're like, now we're stuck spending it on something that no one's going to see. Right. Yeah. Fixing a problem that, that you didn't know was there. Yeah. Down or, Steve's yeah. like, we're going to need to double insulate. I was like, no, we need a chandelier. You know, like, we're going to need a single insulation. I've never said double insulation. Yeah, just that once. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need more insulation. I'm like, how much insulation do we need? This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life 
by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So, are you, so you're shooting all these shows. Are you managing like 16 teams of, 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 of construction teams? Or, or is it... I don't know if I want to get into that. <laughs> it, I mean, it just sounds like... I mean, you want to see him cry. It's, yeah, it, I went from a group of like... Basically six guys I worked with on a regular basis to just a, a whole lot of people. Right. And a lot of come and a lot of gone. Um, and now it's down to like a trusted handful of people again. And In um, fact, you're a contractor. Ask him if he wants to yeah, put a your guy available? <laughs> he sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's, no, yeah. I can't lose him. Because when you find somebody like that's good, yeah. they're usually really busy. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's hard to keep somebody that's good around. Right. And there's a lot of guys that are just not very good. But when you, it's, there's also, I'm kind of interested to sort of talk about like the balance of, um, happiness versus like getting what you want. Obviously this, this path has been great. I assume it has been great for, for you both, but, but it's also like that thing of like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I used to just sleep on my sister's couch, but now, like, things are booming, but what's the quality of my, like, life and my mind and yeah. my mental yeah. health and my physical health and, you know, like, what's the trade-off and what's, what, you know? Sleep. A lot less sleep. I mean, the last couple of years, it's it's been, like, four hours of sleep a night when we're filming. Yeah. Because we go, we film, and then we work, and then I stay and work all night, and then I go to sleep, and we film work. And it's well, just the whole time, that's what it's like. The problem with being good at your job is you get more work. Right. So, and, you're, and you're not, and it's also difficult to, m- most people, when they start succeeding, don't go, no, I'm, d- I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck, I should probably do that. Yeah, we're, in fact, we kind of need to figure that out, and it's kind of about being with our, with projects right it's like okay we need to maybe take on less and and give them more time or you know quality of life is so majorly important to me i'm a freelancer i've been a freelancer my whole life and i always my i wanted a job that allowed for a nice life not the opposite you know what i mean like i i never wanted my job to be my life right so what when you really when it really shows up is when your job could be your life you know like when you're young and you get a job now and then, you're like, oh, I can go travel. You know, <laughs> and then when you have to say no to work to, like, sleep and travel. Yeah, that's hard. That's Yeah, that's when you know that you really believe what you said about quality of life, you do, know. Do either of you have kids? I do. Oh, that's a whole other. I know. And the whole season two, I was pregnant the whole time. So <clears throat> we're doing 16 houses while I'm literally found out I was pregnant to seven months. Oh my gosh! Well, she thought that was hard. <laughs> Excuse me. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Are you relating to pregnancy? <laughs> that's, I mean, this is an area we're not allowed to. That's, no, that's a no-fly zone. I know. Once she found out that she was pregnant, things got a lot better. You. <laughs> I'm so. It all confused. came back around. It all. It all. That's came like back my around. husband. We were. He was. We had friends over, and I'm so big. I'm about nine months pregnant, and he's sitting there with the glass of wine he's like pregnancy's been easy (laughs) 
I was like, has it, honey? Like the whole, everyone stopped. Like I was like, er? like I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah, people talk about how hard it is, but honestly, I feel fine. Yeah, he's like, I feel great. He still apologizes for that. He's like, I cannot believe I said that. It's so funny. You know, guys, we say dumb things. I know. It's just part of what we do. He defended it and said that he appreciated that I was an easy pregnant lady. Which Steve said too. I know. Steve said I was happier. It was just, yeah. Once you found out what was going on with you. Okay. Okay, well, conversations you don't want to have with your brother. <laughs> no, this is part no, of the dynamic. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The reason I was happier is I didn't have to do demo anymore because mm-hmm. I hate doing demo with Steve. I hate it, and I have to do it. What he's do you hate t- about it? He's terrifying. Like the sledgehammer flying around. He has no idea I'm in the room. You know, like I'm supposed to get over there and help. Yeah, and it's the worst day. It's the worst. It can be aggressive. But also, if you're pregnant, don't you show up in a hazmat suit? Because well, that's there's... why I liked being pregnant. Oh, oh and a baby. And I got yeah, a baby. And you got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, you know, propagation of life. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, no demo. really helped with the demo days. No demo. Really yeah. took that, really took the edge no of painting. that, too. <laughs> if you look, actually, there's like, I, my belly's in it a lot, but also I have the massive... The like the hazmat uh the what's the that called the mask yep the big one yep that's like episode one and two is a little dinky one if I put it on episode three is like I can't <laughs> episode <laughs> four she's just gone <laughs> I'm sitting over yeah. in the other room <laughs> you, you just start faking pregnancies just like exactly. for the fake pregnancy sorry guys I'd love to go in there exactly. but I just another baby I don't know I'm thinking about it I'm like that was a good move that was good timing so it, it's so this idea where you are open to things and you say yes to things at what point do yeah. you start having to say no to things? And at what point, like, what's the sort of end game? Is it just to see how far this all goes? Is it to, you know, have furniture lines? Is it, like, what is it? No end game. No, I mean, it's just, honestly, we're just holding on for dear life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this whole path, the TV show is proof of it, of we just kind of, as it comes, you know, take it as it comes and decide as it comes, like, I, we never, we hardly watch TV, let alone planned on being on TV. Sure. You know, so, but then, then as you become more successful, it's all about, you know, they saying no to good so you can say yes to great. You oh, that's that? a great quote. No, I've never heard no, that. And that's a, it, that's a so, good quote. Well, you yeah, just said it. I did just say it. So. Yeah. But, you know, of kind of being being more conscious of what you are saying yes to because, what happens is when you're too busy, now you're missing these things you really wanted to do. Like right. for me, is actually I just want to go hang out with Ever, mm-hmm. my daughter. You know, so. Uh, but we're I think we're doing a good job at that. Steve's still I'm working chills. into that. <laughs> it's been, I mean, with the break between season, it's been a little bit of a, a little. I needed a break. Yeah. And like I, you know, I'm still trying to. I've always had to make a living, so I was doing whatever it was going to pay me to make a living. Yeah. You know, and then now we we're still doing that, but I get to do more. Like I like to make furniture or build, like I'm building a motorcycle right now, and that kind of thing. But now I have a little bit of time in between a show. And once we start the show again, that'll all go away. And yeah, but we'll then there's also that. No, I mean, imagine there's a, probably also a little bit of the um, 
you know, someone might be leaning over your shoulder going, you know, you design furniture. Maybe you should build some. And then it's when you start turning. Because it's, it's, it's good to turn your passions into. Right. It's good and bad to turn your passions into your work because it's you're passionate. You, it's, you put more time into it. There are more authentic things you're putting into the world. And the bad side is like, well, then it's not just for you anymore, really. Right. Yeah. So, which is different. Which yeah. is different. It makes it different because then people are like, oh, I know this was for you, but can you make it a little bit? And then you start compromising. And then all of a sudden it's right. like, well, now this is work. Right. Now yeah. I need to find a new hobby yeah. to take me away. From, you know, you have to be really careful about it, especially in a creative field, right? So for, for me, this is creation. Like I just like making stuff mm-hmm. in any form. You know what I mean? And as a designer, it's just about the the house is your canvas right now. And that's why you want to do another one. And once, once over, you want to do another one. But as you create, it's just about kind of staying true to creating what you love in, in that form. So like I... I'll probably turn into a ceramicist and after that a <laughs> painter and you sure. know songwriter like and I I think that just as a especially speaking from creative path is our path is so crooked and messy like I always say it's like a bowl of spaghetti like mm-hmm. people see you people see us on TV and they think oh their path to success was this straight upward line yeah and for us it's like up and down and back again and around and oops and you know, we have our book, the Work in Progress book, that is out this week, and we talk about it. It's like we failed so many times, things that didn't work, getting fired. I mean, blowing it left and right, which got us to this point. So why don't people calm down about knowing they don't have to know what they're going to do in 10 years? And, you know, you're we are evolving, and that's okay. But it is also <clears throat> the illusion the illusion of safety the illusion of certainty and so it is easy to hung up on what's going to happen in 10 years because you want to feel and the the great comical part is it doesn't matter how well you plan 10 years from now right life is gonna go whatever you you just have to figure out how to hold on and not go crazy yeah like like god laughs when you're making plans of course but then the problem is people which i i mean I guess I don't have this brain to understand it, but the the problem is people, they stay in the safe route, and then 20 years from now, they look back and they're like, oh, man, I should have filled the blank. You right. know, I wish I would have. And I'm like, just do it. Do it. Do it now. Like, try to be a photographer. Realize you're bad at it. Okay, check it off the list. Don't yeah. have to worry about it anymore. But that's what I love. That's what I love about your show, because that is that vibe about you feels like, you know, we're doing this show now. If we weren't doing it in five years, we'd be, we'd still be fine. Like, it doesn't... It just feels like you do it because you love it and not necessarily that it's a mega machine that no. you're building. And the mega machines are fine. I have a lot of friends who do the mega know, machines. We are not the mega machines. And they're great. But it <laughs> yeah. also, you know, it just... It feels very much like, ah, this is great. This is a fun thing that we're doing for now. Well, it's funny. We're doing... Um, is it like- uh, Is it getting? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't until my brother signed off. I, like, I was like, "Man, I really messed up bringing him into this." No, I mean, but it was. We're doing a show called Rock the Block, um, which is on HGTV right now, and it's four designer women, and then we have like our plus one, and Steve's my plus one on this for. But we're going. We're all doing the same house, however we want. Mm-hmm. So these other women uh, who I love, it's been so much fun. Um, it's Allison, Victoria, and Jasmine Roth, and Mina Starzia Hawk, and me. And they're so 
competitive and they're so stressed out and it'll show scenes of them all angsty and then it'll flash to Steve and I like putting the light on our heads and, you know like doing doing, Is doing a different room they're, we're all doing a different house on the same block oh a different house on the same block and they're all new houses mm-hmm. so we kind of like it's a blank slate so it's funny and I was like Steve see I he's like he didn't realize how chill I was until he saw how anxious people can get about design you know? In comparison. Right. Well, of course, because it's, I'm, you know, the, the stakes are high. Don't let that go to your head, Leah. Jeez. Okay, I like how chill is the only compliment you've ever given me, and it can't go to my head. Let, so what I going. hear Leanne saying, Steve, <laughs> is that she feels misunderstood by her use of the oh word God. chill. And I you, like that. This is what we need. We need some therapy. Steve, you need to stop saying you, 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 and saying I, I feel, feel that. <laughs> I've tried that. Wait, you seem to know about that line. <laughs> I feel that's very aggressive, Leanne. I feel that you've heard that before. I feel that you might be trying to put me in a box. That's how I start most of my texts. I feel. You're right. Your texts are sup. Um, <laughs> I feel sup. Yeah, he's like sup. I'm like, uh, sup with you. <laughs> But that, you know, that that idea is sort of, I think, the gold standard for living, which is just, like, plan enough, yeah. but, you know, not, and that's also funny because not being obsessive about those kind of details is slightly antithetical to, you do kind of have to get a little obsessive with details when you are restoring something, though, don't you, in a way, um, or no? I mean, we're bad examples of that, I think. <laughs> I guess there's a... I I just think it's an easy, you know, it's not precious, right? I think design is not precious. It's easy going. It's like throw your shoes off or keep them on, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like a home should feel that way. And I'm really into imperfect. Like if you don't if you like perfection, do not hire us. Right. You know, we like imperfect and interesting and special mm-hmm. and something if, that feels like it's been lived in yeah. and is and if it's messed up, like if that floor is messed up and it came that way, we're keeping it. I actually, that's better than a brand new floor. I a thousand percent agree. And you have to, it's just about being like kind of connected as a designer and as a contractor with your client, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we leave. So we make this cool house and at the end of the day we leave. So they have to love it. Mm-hmm. So it's more about them and it's more about the house than us. But it's dating. You all have to like kind of be simpatico already. Right, right, you right, know? right, right, right. Yeah. But it's but the idea that it's so specifically themed around restoration when you by the time you come in, people have already made the agreement of yeah. Whereas on sometimes on other shows, they it really is just sort of a blank slate, totally. and it's like it, it's it is really fun to watch, especially the the non-hosted shows like the um, uh, oh god the. Um, when they're trying to find the uh, house hunters, <laughs> I, and, I don't know why I didn't just say that. I was like, he's de- going to talk about house hunters. About house hunters. People love house hunters. Well, it's interesting because you, in all the other shows too. Well, my, well, sometimes my wife and I will watch and sort of make the comments like, "This couple's not going to make it," you know. <laughs> you you sort of see you're, you're, and I think that's sort of the other. Uh, like unspoken layer of yeah. the shows is you know when a husband comes in and he's like yeah so this is gonna be like a man cave and I'll put like an 80 inch and then I like really modern and the wife's like no. not happening yeah um, and I like classical and you know it yes of course like the type of house you live in doesn't necessarily have to define your relationship however <laughs> <But it does. laughs> you kind of see at a fundamental level of like well they can't even agree on 
the process, the style, like what it should be and used for. And there's a camera there. So imagine <laughs> if the camera's not there. That's what blows and my mind. And this is their best behavior. This is their best behavior. And I always am like, design is probably 50% couples counseling. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's probably 50% couples counseling. I am lucky because my wife and I have... L- the exact same aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. That's exact a good. same aesthetic. And if you if you want to sleep in the same temperature and if you have the same design aesthetic, I think you really have a long... I just long. didn't... It didn't really occur to me that, you know, like when we moved in together and then people were like, oh, does your, life, does your wife like all your weird shit? And I'm like, no, she has all the same weird... We just she have double it. the she amount of it. weird shit. And yeah. they're like, you have no idea how lucky you are. And I thought... I was like, oh my, I guess I was taking that for granted. Of course. Yeah. You're you know, not like, making you throw it away. And I'm not yeah. like... Yeah. And so it's... That idea that so that people would actually fight about like, oh, that shouldn't... And you want this in the... And that is... That does really affect your relationship because your yeah. home is like your... That's where your roots are, you know? You know it, well, it's funny too, even being on TV. Like, so Steve and I are glad we're brother and sister because if we're annoyed or you know you can feel the tension on camera your brother and sister nobody cares you know they're like oh yeah working with your siblings siblings, yeah Yeah, but like when you see a couple on camera and they're tense oh yeah you're analyzing it fully oh my god and it's just you're just mapping out all the micro regressions (laughs) and like wow micro aggressions yeah yeah where you can just and i'm sure some of them are like edited you know yeah it is ultimately it is is it is docuseries and so it's you know, they're shooting a ton, they're creating storylines, but still, like, yeah. you can tell, like, when a husband, like, throws a snarky, like, yeah, well, we'll see about that. And you're like, oh boy. Oh, that's that. It's, like, oh. usually about throw pillows on the bed, I feel like. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not really about the throw pillows. It's never about the throw pillows. But it's about something else that they never resolve. Oh, yeah, totally. You know? It's never about the throw pillows. I mean, you're not allowed to eye roll your wife or husband. That's not... <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. But that's what and I do. And then you have love. to stay, stay with them for the night. I'm just happy to leave at the end of it. Yeah, Steve and I are like, see ya. <laughs> Everyone's like, how do you guys get along? We're like, we live in different houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, again, you're siblings. Yeah. And so it is like sometimes you're going to agree and sometimes you're not going to yeah, agree. Yeah, we're used to that. Yeah, but the stakes aren't like, it's not like you're not going to be brother and sister anymore. Right. Whereas like some of these couples are like, right. oh, I give this like three months. Totally, totally. Yeah. So we're glad to like that we can stay out of that. And plus people, I think, either have a sibling and get it or they want a sibling. and Right. They, and they like... So they like watching the sibling dynamic. But on a restoration show, again, the people who are living there have already made the agreement that they want the place restored or they wouldn't yes. be on a show called Restored right. by the foot, you know, like they But we wouldn't. also have said no to taking on projects if we could tell that they're trying to save their relationship. Oh my god, I never thought about that. So like we'll go in and we can we meet them and we see the place and there's a couple reasons we'll say no. Like if the budget's not enough to actually make an impact or if the budget's too high and they're going to overprice their house, that's not a good, you know, spot for them to be in yeah. or if they don't like each other. Right. Because we're like whatever we do, you're not going to like it. Like we're not going to help with what the problem is. Because you don't like each other. Yeah. You have to like each yeah. other and then you can love your home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so true. We're like we can only help this so far. We yeah, can only exactly. go so far. This we can restore the house. This relationship, yes, might actually season three. Be <laughs> careful what you say. Here. I know. We're like all of a sudden we're gonna have a, a therapy show, but we'll bring you in to be like. And the you're I'm hearing you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it is 
it is sort of funny that just like, hey, maybe some relationships should just be condemned. Maybe they just are beyond repair. Maybe there's no amount of, you know, William Morris wallpaper that you can oh slap up on this on this relationship, you know? No amount of white paint and texture will I don't save know. us. I don't know. White paint might save us. White paint might save but us. It does. I, I do. Maybe it does because I do think a lot of our spaces are a lot more relaxing. And they're like... That you, that you feel like you're in a spa sometimes Ooh, when we're done. That's good. So maybe it does help them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I do like, though, I'm not someone that likes watching um, Discord. I don't, and I know that's very big for docuseries, and HGTV not so much, and I'm not asking you to comment on any other show. I'm just sharing that when Tark and Christina came back after they split up, I was it was uncomfortable for me to watch because it's like, oh, I don't want to watch people like kind of like snarl at each other. That and so I said to someone that had worked, you know, that worked for one of the family of networks, I was like, did the show like tank after that because they weren't? And they were like, no. It's people, and I go, people like really? It. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I just like watching people get along. Yeah. Like, see? Yeah. You're rare, I think. I, I think so. Like, when we watch, but, when Lydia and I watch Naked and Afraid, I hate, I hate when people, like, go at each other. It's like, work together. Why are you watching that one? Have you ever watched it? Oh, my God. No. If you want to talk about, like, human dynamics, people being thrust oh into crisis, gosh. watching their true character be revealed, it's fascinating. And what a show like that even more so tells you is that when you strip all the other stuff away, who are people and how do they succeed? And also like the most chest beady, like braggadocious douchey guys always tap out before the 20, they spend 21 days yeah. naked and afraid. Are they not allowed to make clothes out of like leaves? They can ones? make clothes out of leaves. They just can't bring them. They can only bring one item. And it's usually, I've never the, seen anyone make any clothes. They make clothes. They make shoes. They make shoes. They'll make loincloths. They make, and I'm so confused. You find that the people who are sort of chill, the way that you're talking about, tend to do the best, uh, as yeah, opposed yeah. to the people who are trying to control yeah. everything. And so, I don't like it when the people ain't that life though. It is, but it's very hard to remember that because it everything feels so like the stakes of everything in life feel so high. Yeah, and I feel like now more than ever, people are trying to control their own little bubble. Yeah, but you know, you gotta keep well, it loose. Got situations, right? What? Yeah. Are you still talking about the show or life? You know they could show. get they could get gored <laughs> by a like a wild boar or eaten or throat ripped out by a cheetah. I don't think they could get a splinter in their bum. I'm telling you, it, it, and uh, but honestly, like that could fuck them up in a way that they would have to get pulled off the show if it yeah. gets infected. Get, I know oh, you don't okay. have time to watch TV. Give the show a chance. It's fascinating. I'm not it's fascinating. I'm definitely not watching that show. You too. It no, is either. fascinating. I it's but I actually that is why I like HGTV. Is the drama is so non? It's so minimal. Like. When I was when I would watch Disney movies, I would fast forward through the scary part. Right. You know, like when the dad dies in Lion King. Like, okay, right. I know he dies. Let's just get on to Spoiler. the spoiler. No next. kidding. <laughs> Let's get on to yeah. the next, the good song. You know, I just don't. I don't. I don't like it as entertainment. That's why HGTV was so fun. It's like the paint came wrong. The paint color came wrong. Right. The pipe. Right. Yeah. But it's all going to be fine. 
But it's all in, a, in 20 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> Luckily, I, no houses have collapsed yet. You know what I have to... you know what i have to say though is my you know our producer mary beth anderson who's so awesome she said she said i like to think about you know in every hospital room in america they're watching hgtv right and she's like they're they're like they just need an escape they need something fun and easy yeah and you know maybe a giggle along the way and that's what we're providing i think it's i think it's healthy to watch people getting along because it also says like you know, at a time where people can be so polarized and, um, you know, this again, the stakes are so like, if you don't 100% agree with me, you're a piece of shit, you know, and now like watching, having people like watch people get along, I think is vital, you yeah. know, like yeah. teamwork, collaboration, yeah. good feelings, you know. Totally. And like, it doesn't have to be anxious. Not everything has to be angsty and stressful and oh no. And actually like, that's one of my favorite parts, like Mary Beth and Vince and Mike and Hannah, like we have, that's the that's people our that crew. our show. That's yeah. our crew. And Leanne and I, and then all like all our construction people, of yeah. course, and designing. And, but we have a good time. Yeah, we, we have like a fun them. time making the show. It's like I like to go to work every day. Like if they're showing us joking on TV, we're not actually joking to each other. We're joking to like Vince behind the camera, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not trying to make Steve laugh. I'm trying to make Vince laugh. Yeah. So, and then this season, they showed us talking to the camera a lot, which was surprising because usually i think like all right if we're pointing if we're looking at the camera they're cutting it right and they did it like okay noted (laughs) don't say anything you don't want on camera you know because now it's like all the fourth wall is down oh good well that's that's good though because i think it also like television watchers are savvy now they know that there's a camera crew there they know there's a sound guy they know you know so why not kind of that to me is fun because it also just like you're watching the process of the house, but you're also like watching the process of the process of the house. The process of the process. Yeah, I know. And then we are like, we have been this kind of ode to the '80s, '90s. I feel like like all our jokes go back to like Pee Wee's Big Adventure of or Three Amigos, yep. you know, or like we were just talking everything Bob Barker and The Price Is Right. So. We are, uh, all these jokes we're doing that kind of go to that are staying in the show. I love all those references, and we are also, like, film memorabilia collectors, and I managed to acquire Steve Martin's Amigo pants. No. From Three Where Amigos. are they? They're at our house. No. And, yes, they fit me. Just, I'm sure that was the next question. <laughs> you anyway. acquired Steve Martin's Amigos A pants? guy knew that we collected, you know, like, like, film, like, props and stuff, and he was like, I have... I, he was He's like, I, you got me a sweater? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he managed to have Steve, Chevy Chase's and Steve Martin's pants. And I was like, well, I'll take Steve's. And, uh, Chevy's, no thanks. Well, cause I, I felt like I only needed one pair. <laughs> Maybe they'll fit me. You know? Wait, are the other ones available? No, the other ones got sold to Damn like it. a bar. Who it was like a Three Amigos themed bar or something? And Where's so, that? Where I don't know actually. <laughs> we it, were on their soundstage today. Oh, what we think was their set. Right. We were doing the the Amigos salute. The yeah. salute. Um, yeah, we just filmed it. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry I don't have that here, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to present Stuff them. Do them. I? Do I... <laughs> Like, how do you show pants? Do I put them in a big shadow box? Do I put them on a mannequin? Like, do I you wear them? I mean, yeah. But, uh, you get a cardboard cutout. 
and have the cardboard cut. I just, I just wish I had more. I just wish I had the rest of the outfit. I just have the pants. I don't know where the jet. I don't know where anything else is, or the hat, or anything else. Yeah, no, where no, is you'll it? Be searching for it. Who knows? We we always like we know we like someone if we'll do a reference to Three Amigos and they'll get it. You and know what know. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I'll, we'll be out on like on set, and that probably the first time it happened even on our show. We were saying something to each plethora. other, and then like, plethora. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, we're like, "What do you say about plethora, Paige?" <laughs> <See? laughs> like, we said something to each other, uh-huh. kind of giggled, and then Vince, uh, our DP, he just finished the scene. We're like, "Oh, we knew we loved you. <laughs> we knew it." Yeah, so we have all the same humor. Like, we you, when you grow up in the same house, you watch the same stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how we're simpatico ourselves, I think. Well, also, I think, you know, now that HGTV's been on for so long, I think they really are like, oh, we need to cultivate the personalities because it... Yeah, they're ready to rumble. Exactly. And the more people watch your shows, the more they want to get to know you and the more they fall in love with you guys. And so... so. Yeah, and so (laughs) because you really do become like... You know, like they're pals, like they're yes, friends. You're their yeah. guides in this in this world, and and um, and so I think that's important. But it's what was the like? What's the sort of arc of the the book? Was it your journey up to the show? Or yeah, is it, yeah. yeah. So we wrote this book. It's called Work in Progress because you know you're doing a memoir ish in your like 30s, 40s. So right. it's hopefully if all goes well, this is just the beginning of our story. Right. You know, but it's kind of, it's about how we um, got into HGTV. The story of that is there, but also just about like how our our path of creativity has gotten us to where we are and not being afraid to fail. And we had this amazing childhood. I think our parents always kind of inspired us to do whatever, try whatever. And, we weren't afraid of messing up. Mm-hmm. You know, messing up is inevitable. It's just going to happen, and that's okay. So we talk about that because my biggest thing is how to kind of inspire people to live happier and easier and relax, you know, Re- it, enjoy it. That's really good advice, and it's simple advice, and it's advice that's easy to forget. Right. Because I think especially as as we get older and, you you know, you want to sort of know where you're going mm-hmm. and so the idea of like oh because there's like three or four things that I want to do but I'm, I'm overthinking I go well oh, if I do this then and if that doesn't work then I've wasted all that time in that direction and then I don't know if I can backpedal yeah. and then I've wasted a bunch of time just even thinking about which it is, right. which is a waste of time to, uh, to say it's a waste of time right like it it didn't it got you where you are it doesn't the path is so messy and what if we just accept that and we're good with it yeah. right but I mean I, you think you about it it's like talk yourself out of things yeah you know the more you think about it and the more you let like other people interject in what you want to do it's easy to get talked out of trying something or being who you want to be at the end of the day so it's like sometimes you just have to go for it yeah and it is uh you know it um uh there's a book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck that i've talked about a lot on the Mm -hmm. podcast and that's kind of the idea it's like well things are messy Mm -hmm. so if you accept that yeah then it's then you can't 
Isn't it like when you get hit by a car, if you know it's coming, you tense up and then it hurts more? And yeah, if, if you're you in a car and if you tense... Yeah, if, you're, if you yeah. don't know it's coming, yeah. you're like, can relax Then you're totally more. fine. You, you do a double out. flip, you land on your feet, and you walk off like <laughs> exactly. a cat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like so that's about life. Just like, don't yeah. tense up before you get hit by the car. So if you will get, get hit by the car. You know, so if this podcast is in your in your AirPods and you're crossing the street not paying attention <laughs> and you just, see a car coming, just go live. <laughs> just go live. <laughs> yeah. But look up. Yeah. I mean, the- disclaimer: Do not accept advice. This exactly. does not count as legal. Yeah. yeah, we are designer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that. That I feel like like there's a chapter in the book that says ignore everyone, which is literally including us. Like you, everyone will give you advice on trends. Everybody will give you advice. Everyone will comment on social media. Ignore them, you know, and just do what feels right and good to you. And and it sounds so normal and people need to hear it over and over again yeah it's very important to me i feel like you know julia child didn't even know she could cook until she was 36 years old like Mm -hmm. van gogh didn't pick up a paintbrush till he's in his 20s robert frost didn't become uh like he it was his in his 80s that people started caring yeah frank lloyd wright falling water he was retired he came back from and again that's also like you know that's also about being like result oriented and trying to control the result of something. But it, what would you say to people who would go, okay, yes, that's all well and good. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. I can't, I have no idea. And I think that's I don't either that, you know, but you just do stuff. Just, yeah, just do. I just do. <laughs> and then I just do my best at whatever it is that I'm doing. And hopefully it, so far it seems to be working for me. And it also evolves a lot, you know, like you, I was in fashion, which turned into fixing up a house, which turned into people calling me and said, hey, will you design my house? So I called my friend Danny. I was like, how do I design a house? Like, how do I be an interior designer? You know, like, I just kind of, it, it always is this never-ending evolution. So what happens is we go to college and we're supposed to pick our major and that's supposed to be what we do. Right. I mean, I'm totally like preaching to the choir with you. You have 17 jobs that you do. You know, like you do, you haven't chosen, you do them all. One of those, which is, by the way, is my current life goal is to be a voiceover on a Lego movie. Oh my God, that's so funny that you know that. Oh my God, that's so funny that you know that. That's a life goal? That was was pretty cool, I gotta be honest. Oh, now it's your life goal. As of like, when I watched that movie, I was like, this is the best it is pretty fun Chris now you know that is spectacular (laughs) oh man I looked up every one of those voices I was like I can't know who those people I mean you know honestly of all the people that they should let do a cameo in a Lego movie it should be a builder it should be a fucking builder I hope they're listening right now I mean come on come on it makes all the sense in the world Mm -hmm. Steve what if that parlays you into your next career of what like voiceover superstar Yeah. yeah well Steve was an extra in Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Steve has many. I, was, He's also I, did, I had songs. a little background thing I did for a few weeks when I was living in LA, framing houses and background. <laughs> oh, that's really There's cool. There's actually yeah. a whole, his I was whole... In a, a plethora of shows and movies. <laughs> of course, a plethora. Yeah. Your whole, his whole face was on Dreamgirls. It was just his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. For yeah. about a half a second, but we were like, we were clapping, we were cheering. You have to watch almost the entire movie it's to like catch a five it. Hour. It's like the last twenty minutes of the movie. <laughs> He's right they, there. They pan on my face. So now, but, but so when you do appearances at places or if you do talk shows or whatever it should say 
you know, Steve Ford, we're starting by the Fords, comma, dream girls. Like, that should, that has to be in your credit now. There's... Yeah, the best one was when you were in Mysteries of Pittsburgh, and there's, like, a scene there in a club, and Steve's 6'5", right? So... Steve, they, the scene goes and like the ladies talking. It's uh, Sienna Miller, right? Mm-hmm. And Steve's just bopping behind her. Like oh, next shot, he's over here jumping. Next shot, he's over There's here. There's a mosh pit. I actually stepped on her foot. Oh no! Yeah. Steve made she sure was to be really moshing. upset with me. He made sure to be moshing directly behind yeah, Sienna. I stepped Miller. on poor little Sienna. That'd be really funny. So if she watches your show and just gets this uneasy feeling and yes. doesn't understand no, why, I don't like that guy. Oh yeah, that's right. He had almost totally broke my foot. But it's fine that you were able to come on and make peace and like you know and uh, and be able to address this finally after yeah. all these years. But it, but this idea of like moving with life is it's it yeah. it is a time tested. You know, like all of the best philosophies and yeah. spiritual, like they all say the same thing. But god damn it, it's so hard to do it sometimes. Well, and know that you're going to fail. You yeah. know, and I think. Why is failure such a like a dirty word to people? I don't understand why we are so bent on I can't fail. Because I always, like my favorite quote is Einstein. And he said, the fear of failure kills creativity. Mm-hmm. And I always try to tell people that because you look at it. You're you're not going to be a creative being without trying things. You know, like you can only get as far as somebody else has tried so if you want to keep moving forward and pushing it, for us it's in design, you know, if you want to try new things, you have to be down to mess up. Right. And like you make yourself nervous. I mean, I'd say I have never, we've never done a project where there wasn't a point when I was like, oh no, what should we do? <laughs> you know, the light comes and it's so massive. I'm like, oh, we ordered the wrong. And then we put it up and I'm like, it's perfect. Yeah. I can't believe we're ripping this wall out. We're so, you know, and those always turn out to be the best thing. Yeah, but it's also, you know, it's if you end the story at the failure part, then that was that story. But if you're able to move the end of the story farther, it's like, well, that was just a part of the 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 path. Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. It really was a tool. It opened the door to, you know, what you are meant to be doing. Well, you, it sounds like you have the right mindset. You have the best, healthiest mindset for the entertainment business because it can, it's very alluring. It very much, you know, like feeds ego and all of the bad parts of the brain and the bad parts of humanity, the wanting more, the being defined by what you do and not who you are, like all that shit. And so being able to like, well, you know, if we didn't do this anymore, we'd still be fine. Like that is the best healthiest place to be yeah well i mean it's going to end we're not going to be on tv forever you know we're i told i was like i was an interior design before this show and i will be after you know until i become a songwriter but you know (laughs) it's like you're we're just enjoying it as it comes and i think it's been this incredible uh tool and helped us talk to more people and i love that it inspires people but it's i'm sure it's temporary you know, and that's good. That's okay. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, yeah, of course. And and again, we, the nature of life is temporary. Yeah. And they they're even like you know there there's research now that suggests like oh our brains have a protective 
coding in them that keeps us from thinking too much about our own death, which of course is eminent. Right. That we that we are we shield ourselves where it's like it happens to other people and there's still a little part of our brain that's like oh but that's other people and it's like everything we do is temper like it's yeah. all temporary right which is you know? actually it sounds morbid but it's very freeing of course it is you know it's actually a great way to think is kind of the whole keep it loose right it is it is if you kind of relax and enjoy it as it comes it makes things much happier yeah because it's you know obviously. Good things and bad things are going to happen. You yep. know, like everyone's going to get bad news at some point in their life. And so if you, and I say, I'm not saying I'm good at this, <clears throat> but if you can either stress about it the whole time and you'll still get the bad news. Yeah. Or you can not, not and, yeah. you know, well, and then you, not be miserable for that length of well, time. Well, I mean, to, we're only going to die one way. Right. But if you're worried about all the ways you're going to die, you're going to die a hundred ways. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we're very creative beings in that way too <laughs> like, we're, like sometimes you know your brain can get too creative and you think of all these things but you don't have to worry about those that's so funny because it's making me think that you know i'm sure there are people who are like uh hypochondriacs which you know maybe it's points in my life i you know but it's if someone's like i don't know i'm not creative um but i have this weird mole and yeah. it could be this this yeah. it's like no you're a great storyteller <laughs> you're a genius you're just telling yourself bad stories oh my gosh totally <laughs> yeah so what if you just turn it to a good story yeah you know, it's like all right think of all the good things that could happen to you right people don't think they're gonna win the lottery but they do think they're gonna be in a plane crash well yes because it you know again i think part of that is that it's a survival like it's that sort of amygdala survival thing where it's if I if I picture the worst case scenario, I am preparing for it, which of course is not is not yeah. entirely. You can't really so much you can really prepare for. So we don't prepare ourselves for good scenarios because in our minds it's like, oh well, that'll just be then everything will be easy and fun. True. But the truth is, like you're sort of we were talking about in the beginning. When good things happen, like you get a show, yeah, there, there is a lot of there are a lot of things that aren't just like we're just cruising now, you know, right? Like, yeah, it's just another, yeah, it's just another can of worms. Yeah, it really is, and it's a really lovely, lucky can of worms that we're having and we're in. But like, it's still a job, you know. Job, at the yeah. end of the day, we're still working. Yeah, it's, like, but also find a job you like, and then it's. A little I would bit rather win the lottery, personally. <laughs> Actually, I have my favorite mug, which I like. I don't like junk, and I have my one junk mug that says, "I'm only here till I win the lottery." <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd still have to do something. Every time I like drink it, I'm like, "It's so true." So, I'm only here till I win the lottery. Yeah, but no, but lottery winners aren't even like. I know they get super messed up because it just totally. That's the thing that I would still the do similar things to what I do now if I won the lottery. But I would just do them in a more casual way. <laughs> I don't and think I, if you could get more and casual, I, and Steve. I would sleep a lot more. And that's so funny. I like that there's like, out there, there's a casual Steve. There's, yeah, like, he's lounging right now. He's like, I would do them in a more casual way. He's got one hand, way. like, just one hand in a head of pocket. You know, but like a hammer, maybe. <laughs> he takes out a cigar. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Casual. Steve's next book is called Casual Way. <laughs> yeah, the, ca- the, ca- the casual, casual ways are the casual way. 
<laughs> think casual Steve. Just think about casual Steve. Yeah, we Wait. take naps every you know three hours. <laughs> You're like, we get here, we're good. Looks good. good. Yeah, we will get this later. Oh my gosh. Just sleeping on a just a bean bag of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> it's funny. Sleeping is the most important thing to the Ford family. I'm realizing that's like our common theme to life. We love sleep. Oh, you're if so you, lucky. I'm if you sleep, sleep everything else is better. That you're absolutely right. And I, everything. but I can't sleep more than like three or four hours at a time. What? Really? Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I know. So you have to think the rest of that time. Motherfucker, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of thinking. Yeah, every time my eyes pop open, it's some usually sometime between two forty-five and four in the morning. No, and I wake up and I I go, don't look at the clock. You know what time it's going to be, and I see like three twelve, like <laughs> you know, and then you're just up. And, and you get up. And then what? And then you, and I then have, you do all this stuff that you've been doing. I know, and then no you have wonder. 17 careers. This is why. <laughs> all right. I get up and I go, in the, I go in the guest room because I fidget too much and Lydia's a light sleeper. So I go in the guest room. I, I'll put on like a Twilight Zone. I'll just kind of sit there. <laughs> Which helps you sleep less. It does. No, it helps you sleep. Because I watched it when I was a kid. Oh, man. So it just like... it like, creepy. Yeah. It's do you remember the one where he could up. only move his, his pinky? Uh, the Twilight Zone? No. Which episode what? of the Twilight Zone is that? He can only move his pinky? Twilight Zone. He they thought he was dead. <laughs> he could only move his pinky. Oh god, that's a nightmare. That is that is lit that is a nightmare. I'm getting disturbed thinking about it. <laughs> Wait, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I gotta look that up. I feel like I've seen every episode of the Twilight Zone and I don't remember one where he can only move his pinky. But what were the other Alfred Hitchcock? There was Alfred Hitchcock Presents, there was Outer Limits. There was Rod Serling did Night Gallery in the 70s. Whichever one it is, I'm still disturbed by it. It's very, it is a very, 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 <laughs> Just very, Google very, can't move. Can't move pinky. Only can pinky. only move pinky. Well, it's own outer limits. If you ever go into a coma land, I'll check your pinky. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, like, I'm right here. Right. She passed the pinky she's, test. She's still bossing us around with her pinky. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, move that light. I'm like, dim the light. So yours is casual, Steve, and your book is Boss Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> They're like, don't look at her picking. Oh my god, they they would build an eight minute sketch around, around that. It's like One, it's like a reference to Boss Baby. What exactly? <laughs> Alec Baldwin's got the voice of the pinky. Oh, oh my gosh, really? we have so many. I always write them down. So many Saturday Night Live ideas from. Uh, HGTV, like from our show. Oh gosh! I'm like, there's so much good content. It's so weird. You should just do a side. You should just do a sketch show on the side. You know, <laughs> why not? I know. Add it to our list. Mm-hmm. Add it to the list of stuff you're gonna do. We're like, we need you. We'll do it. Oh my god! Anytime. You know, I, I, I. First of all, I was a fan of your show. Now I'm a fan of you as people. <laughs> so you like more? You like us more or less after this? <laughs> way more. <laughs> Because, I mean, I got a sense of you on the show, and I always felt like, oh, they seem really cool. You never know, you know, like, yeah. television it can be very crafted. But, mm-hmm. you know, my other the other people I know, like, I um, I love Drew and Jonathan. They are yeah. legitimately sweethearts. But, you know, like, there, you know, any docuseries on television, you still never know. It's yeah. still, like, a crafted, you know, thing. But... But you are, like, exponentially cooler than I even thought you were. Oh, thank you. So I just appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate what you do, and I appreciate your philosophy, and I hope people get the book. And, um, you know, I look forward to the next... So when, when are... Are there new episodes soon of the show? TB... Uh, TBD. TBD, but... Are we allowed to talk about it? 
I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but we're around. I'll say that. Okay, good, good, good. And you're doing this show about the <laughs> yeah, the rock of the blocks out right now. So, and that's been pretty fun. And we did the Brady, Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch thing. House. Yeah, you did the Brady Bunch House thing too, and that was incredible. So, all kinds of stuff. Ah, we're fantastic. not going anywhere yet. Good, good, good. And then any sort of parting words of. Uh, like, what do you what what else, What are you excited about in your own lives? You you're you're building furniture. You're re- restoring motorcycles. Is that like yeah, kind personal of, projects? Personal projects. Trying to get some personal projects done. Yeah, a little me time right now. Yeah. What about you? I love me time. Um, I got stuff going on which I am so excited to talk about, but I can't yet. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'll call you back. I'll call okay. you. This is yeah. Give me a month or two. But also, you know, like it's. Uh, I'm sure having a having a baby has probably been uh, the best. The best thing. The best. She's so chill. That's good. She's such an easy baby. Well, she's chill because you're chill. I I'm so glad because we just we just hang around and smile at each other, giggle. I gotta get more chill before we have kids. Yes, you do. <laughs> they 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 read off your energy. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, of course. They just like Is a sponge. Lydia chill. She's chill. Then you're good. Yeah, Lydia's Lydia's totally chill, but it's also, uh, you know, just not being so like, oh, they fell down. Is the baby okay? You know, what I learned honestly, probably years ago, before babies were even in my realm, my friend was like, I don't know why my baby whines all the time. (laughs) And I remember looking at her like, I do. <laughs> it was the best parenting lesson I've ever seen. Like, my baby's so stressed, and I, and I loved it. I was like, "All right, noted." And it was the mo- it was the best advice did anyone never gave point me. Point it out, or did you? I, li- I giggled. You just giggled. I like literally laughed, and then <laughs> she and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything. She's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Why does my baby check every mole on its body and think it needs to go to the emergency room? I don't know. Kids are weird. I don't know where they get this stuff from. Is something wrong with me? This kid's like, wait, is there something wrong with me? Yeah, right? like when little Ever falls, she'll hit her head and she'll look at me and I'm like, whoa, you're so good. She's like, I'm so good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, as opposed to like, oh no. Yeah, because if you do that, then they get conditioned to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I get attention. Yeah. Oh, this is how I'm supposed to... Yeah, it's funny. We're, we're all a little, like, mind games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, congratulations you. on the book. And uh, anytime you want to come back... Yeah, we want to yeah, come back. Please. Like tomorrow? <laughs> please come back tomorrow. Okay. It, well, the danger is I just don't want to bore the shit out, out of, like, just talking to you about all the... Renovation stuff that we're doing. And no, the, we can do. What it. do you want to talk about? We just let's, need. Let's we talk about need, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! No one's ever. <laughs> this is unprecedented. I don't know. So we're like, all right, second hour. Second hour. How do you feel? We're talk about molding. <laughs> Moldings, babies, and crying yeah. in your renovation. Well, yeah, because that's the thing is that like when we first started doing this house, I I we started doing some stuff, and then and then after a while, I was like, no, because we. I didn't want to. I thought that it would be too much to go through and strip off all the paint for. Like there were just thick layers of paint on all the wood. I'm like, well, just faux wood. Uh, and then afterwards, like, just I know, just scrape it off. I know, just I know. But you got to learn the hard way a lot of times. Like we, Steve's like that. He's so good about like let's do it the right way now. And I'm like, but let's try a solution, you know. But most of the time, okay, not most of the time. 
Some of the time, my, my hearing is right. Yeah, but so <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you talked over when I said my solution was dumb. So that's good. He heard you. <laughs> I was like, just taking it. I was like, you can't. You start. You started talking too early. You missed my second compliment. Oh. But. but you can't. But sometimes you just don't know until you see it. And I guess yeah. when you are an experienced designer, as you are, you get better at kind of going like, I feel like I know how this is gonna. So maybe let's yeah. take. But you also like have done it, a version of it in right. a different house. I'm like, so. I've done this like ten times already. I know it's not going to work. Yeah. Right. Well, but then it works, so that's the next so you just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's going to be after the time. Like, I always like, Steve's the MacGyver of, uh, Steve's the MacGyver of design, like, construction. Oh, good. anytime I say, can we do this? He says no. Like, he gets, re- he's really adamantly says no, and it makes me mad and sad and all you know all emotion but then i know the next day he'll come in and i'll be like okay so this is how we're there gonna do is it a, there's a lot of times like I'm every like, day on every board, time. yes 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 it's a, mm-hmm. once in a while you get the a no mm-hmm. but then you get yes the next day because mm-hmm. you're you there's not a lot of times you say yes yes you said you mainly say no into yes you're able to sort of craft it i just have to wait i just have to wait Yep. Which is like, ain't that, that's like the way that like, he needs to come up with it on his own. Yeah, you're right, Liam. <laughs> See, it's working right now. <laughs> we have had a plethora of fun times. <laughs> We're like, the psychology going on here is, uh, there's a plethora of psychology. What we have to do is next year we come on, we have to rehearse and sing My Little Buttercup. Has the sweetest smile. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dear little buttercup, won't you stay a while? While, a while. <laughs> Come with me where moonbeams paint the sky, and you and I might linger in the sweet by, by and by. So, dear little buttercup, with your eyes so blue. Sweet. Little buttercup. You're a dream come true. This is like right now they're dancing in the saloon, right? <laughs> My little buttercup. I love you. That can be for the outtakes. That's gonna that's the Do not there's no better people, way to end the podcast than Don't that. make people listen to that. That is definitely staying in one hundred percent. The end. Normally, if someone's like, ah, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. Can you take that out? I'm not sure. This is 100% Wait, I lost in. my train of thought there. No, well, we'll find it for you. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was amazing. To Ned. To Ned. Ned Good night, Ned. Ned. Good night, Ned. That's our end. ID 10T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, I'm just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. 
I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.